Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We get our first look at the Thunderdome. Plus AEW welcoming fans back to Daly's place. And a WWE Hall of Famer gets their return scrapped. For Friday, August the 21st, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. Never going to get tired of playing that on the podcast. We got our first look at the Thunderdome last night as a select few people were invited to check out the Thunderdome. They put on a few uh, trial matches to test the technology and see how everything goes down. One of those invited to be part of the test of the Thunderdome was Fernando Escobar from the Half K podcast. And he's with me now. Fernando, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? All is good. I am, I am psyched, pumped, whatever the cool kids use for... The biggest Zoom call in wrestling history. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, it was definitely an experience, and I think it was more of a game just trying to find yourself throughout the whole thing. <laughs> so let's go from the very beginning. Then, when did you find out you'd be part of the test? It was actually just sent out to me yesterday. Uh, I was trying to go for the SmackDown uh, entry, but then those filled up really quickly that I missed out. Um, and then later in the evening, I got an email for this sneak peek preview, and I had no clue what it was. I thought it was just like another round of uh, recordings for either uh smackdown or SummerSlam, but then when i read more into it it was literally just a a test to just kind of figure out everything um and yeah i i just signed up and then it had sent me an email saying that i should just check in on uh at 5 15 eastern time but i'm on the west coast so i just had to log back in around 2 15 at that point so from there, you, you log in, and once you log into the... Th- so what's, what's the experience of getting into and getting access to, to Thunderdome? Is it a relatively easy process? It was very easy, actually. The, uh, the link... In the email, it says that the link only works once, but it's uh, it's pretty much a lie because they specifically tell you um, as soon as you sign in to to keep trying, even if uh, even if it doesn't let you go in the first time. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty easy. Where I just 
did my sign up information on the form that they had. Then it kind of put me into a, a queue, but it was very quick where I just had to press a button that says continue. And from there, it just kind of pushed me into um, this kind of waiting um video that they just kind of kept looping it was literally the wwe celebrities video where it was just all the celebrities like michael straham and uh peewee herman and everybody and so it was literally just looping that until they uh had everything set up but i think they had looped it for about an hour so it was definitely a long wait (laughs) was it set to flow riders welcome to my house have i read that it was yeah, it was definitely uh, so. Oh. I pretty much memorized the uh, the sequence at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like purgatory. Um, so once you got uh, beyond the WWE celebrities loving, and we got into the thing, what was your first reaction to what you saw? I was un- I was actually surprised that it was very easy. Where there was kind of no. Uh, real instructions other than a producer that kind of came on in audio form only. So he just kind of let us know, uh, thank you for uh, signing in. Uh, we'll, be get, we'll be getting started shortly. There wasn't as much of the rules as far as like what has been said throughout the email leaks that have been saying like not to wear anything um, anything from third parties or just uh, self-promotion or anything. So it was literally just like a 10-second thing of him welcoming us and just to uh, make sure that our faces were set into like the face template that they had set. Um, And that was pretty much it. And he just reacted to a couple of matches at that point. So uh, the matches, uh, talk us through the matches that you had. Uh, so I believe they only played three matches, and I'm kind of going through just so I don't mess up the. Um, I've got the names the here. Names if you need here. them, so don't. Yeah, try yeah, it. yeah. So yeah, they the the first one actually wasn't even um, a match. It was just two producers that came out to AJ Styles' entrance, and uh, I believe Sheamus was the other one. So it was literally just two producers coming out and they literally were just do, mimicking their entrances uh, even with the pyro and everything uh, so that was more of like a, a test to make sure like I guess the pyro and everything was just looking okay on camera um, and then at that point they went to another break and then from there uh, that's where we had our first match with Jake Atlas um, what was very interesting about this is that Jake Atlas actually came out to I believe um let me see. Let me. Let was me it? Uh, I've got it in front. Was it Braun Strowman's music? Yes, it was Braun Strowman's music. Uh, so that was very interesting to see, just because uh, they still announced him by his um, by his actual name, but everything was just uh, decked out in uh, Braun Strowman's video, his music, and all his graphics throughout the um, the uh, AR graphics and just all the all the screens throughout the entire venue. Um, so that was really interesting and weird to see, but he stayed pretty much in full character, but just kind of like playing off the the entrance of Braun Strowman. I was hoping and he'd then, just be Braun Strowman. They'd call him Braun Strowman. They'd just try and get try and get over the fact this was the new Braun Strowman. I was hoping exactly. they'd do that. That'd have been brilliant. This is Jake Atlas' yeah. new gimmick. I'm now just Braun Strowman. I mean, I think that's what's going to be once we get to like the good 2K, 2K games again. <laughs> I, I, I think everyone's just going to like set him to that at that point. Oh, that's going to be amazing. I, so presumably all these entrances for, for the matches that we have, uh, this is really just a case of them testing the, the technology, isn't it? Mm-hmm, exactly. 
Hence why you've got like Jake Atlas coming out to Braun's music, to Hootie Miles came out to Grand Meta Leaks. Uh, so that was the first match that we got with the Thunderdome. How was viewing it for you? Uh, it was kind of interesting. I think at first, yeah, they were definitely trying out a lot of different camera shots with the drones and then the manual cameras. Uh, for the first two matches, there weren't actually any commentary, so you did get to just listen throughout um, the entire match with the uh, the wrestlers, and you can kind of hear some of the producer calls and some of the um, kind of just the back and forth between the athletes themselves. Uh, so that was kind of an interesting experience in itself because it was pretty much just watching everything without commentary. Um, they did try out several different camera shots where they panned out from the action. So in some parts, you couldn't even really see the matches um, just because they were trying out how the uh, transition graphics from kind of just doing a, a widescreen view or zooming in on the audience. So it, it, it was definitely it felt like a test. And uh, I think what was interesting is that the producer had mentioned it several times. So, like, I think. Uh, going into that mindset, you understood why it wasn't your typical viewing experience, but I still thought it was a very interesting way to present it either way. They definitely seemed like they were planning out, the, especially with the drone shots, just because this was, I believe, the first time that they had tried it out. So you can definitely see the difference between the standard um, camera shots that they've used on weekly TV compared to now where you got to see the drone shots where um, you got rapid uh, transitions from one side, uh, from the top view of the arena all the way to the bottom. Uh, and then, yeah, the, I think the, the, the huge difference of course is with the led screens where, uh, you had various fans, uh, just keep consistently changing throughout the entire matches. Th I should say throughout the entire, uh, throughout the entire event. Uh, so it was a little weird because at that point it was a little bit hard to focus just because your eye was more on the led screens and just the consistent change in the audience, uh, versus actually paying attention to the match itself. So I'm kind of curious how that's going to be when they actually premiere it on SmackDown. Yeah. I found that from some of the, the photos and videos that I've seen in that when the camera is off to the side, it's not too it's not too bad it's manageable but when the hard cam is on it feels mm -hmm. like all i'm seeing is just a wall of faces right right and i i wasn't sure if it was just because they didn't have enough people to try out this test or they just were limiting it but there was definitely instances where they repeat they were repeating the same fan faces or there would just be a blocks of gray in areas so it wasn't actually filling out the entire thing uh and the other part too is sometimes they were trying out uh the different effects using the LED screens where they would completely remove all the fans and just kind of do some uh, some graphics transitions throughout it. Um, and I'm guessing they were just kind of trying that just to see like how the lighting and everything looked at that point as well. So we've got three matches. Uh, we've got Jake Atlas and Tahuti Miles. We've got Casey mm -hmm. Catanzaro and Caden Carter versus Indy Hartwell and, JC and Jesse Kamea. And mm -hmm. we've got Mansoor versus Ridge Holland. Now, you say in the third match we had commentary. Yes. Uh, I don't know the gentlemen's names. They were definitely not the normal broadcasters. Uh, and then even then, at the same time, they were also kind of getting instructions uh, from backstage about like making sure to turn their, their microphones up a little bit more or uh, to call kind of some of the spots throughout the match. So it was definitely where they were just kind of testing things out and they weren't going 100% in on like the, um, the kayfabe part of it. So that was a little bit interesting to hear. They also did kind of some close-up shots of the uh, the commentary team as well throughout um, throughout the match. 
but yeah, it, it was, uh, it definitely seemed a little bit better at that point, just because I think either my eyes started to kind of adjust to the LED screens where I was able to focus on that match a little bit more. And I think also just the, uh, reintroduction of commentary also made the match feel a little bit more, um, b- uh, back to, back to home, I guess. <laughs> what happened at the end once, once the three matches played? Uh, so at the end, yeah, we just got the producer again. I'm not quite sure who it was. Uh, he didn't introduce himself or anything, uh, but he just thanked us again for uh, tuning in and to uh, to check out uh, Friday Night Smackdown for uh, the debut of uh, of the Thunderdome. Um, and that was pretty much it. They didn't really give any other instructions about any survey or anything. It was pretty much just uh, they kind of gave us very few instructions throughout the whole night. And from your experience watching it then, um, what did you like and what do you think needs to be improved? Uh, I would definitely say, yeah, the LED screens are probably the biggest point of the whole thing just because it is very distracting uh, to the eye to just kind of focus on the match itself. Uh, Like you mentioned with the hard cam views, it it was definitely very distracting. Uh, I, I think... From from what I've seen, like people have also said that maybe they might try out to do any um, registered seats similar to, I think, NBA and other events. So that way, like it's not moving as often. Uh, but I, I, I'm kind of curious in, in that end, like how they're going to do that to make sure like no one's kind of violating the other rules. Uh, I think the parts that I did enjoy is that I, it did feel kind of like similar to when you kind of get front row seats uh, uh, at a normal event where you do kind of try to look out for yourself to see if you can spot yourself in the audience. So it was kind of that same experience where even though that the the screens were changing frequently, you were kind of trying to look out to see if you could see your face throughout um, throughout the fans. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can't tell. I, I would definitely say they were definitely in the hundreds, but I wasn't sure if, if they were actually thousands or uh, just hundreds of fans throughout the whole LED experience. And we'll end on a serious question. One being not likely at all, 100 being incredibly likely. Is anybody <laughs> getting any genitalia out at SummerSlam on Sunday? Uh, I would say yes. Just because <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Just because I I don't know how they're really going to enforce it because they literally did not give us any instructions, so I would not be surprised if uh, if something ends up popping up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'd love to send people your way, sir. Uh, Fernando, where can people find you? Uh, we are at uh, Half K Podcast on Twitter, and then you can also find us on our main podcast, uh, our main podcast page at halfk.podbean.com. Uh, we have a, pretty much a retro NXT podcast, so we're just literally going through every episode from 2010 and until we can uh, try to catch up. I guess <laughs> it's great because we do uh, Cole's Hollow. We do the classic Raw review and the classic SmackDown review, mm-hmm. but a massive part of the history of uh, of WWE is NXT now and it's been there for for well over a decade so mm-hmm. I'm really glad that there is somebody like yourself who is covering that important part of history going from the very beginning to its bitter end so I'm I'm excited to send people to go and see uh, the Half K podcast you can check out the entire history of NXT and loads of other stuff as well Fernando you've been a legend today thank you so much for taking time to have a chat about the Thunderdome Of course. Thank you very much for having me. And if you want to whet your appetite with a bit of a wrestling curiosity, Half K Podcast are uploading those matches from the Thunderdome trial to their YouTube channel as we speak. So you can check them out uh, via Half K Podcast on YouTube. 
elsewhere, AEW going in a slightly different direction to WWE. They're not going the way of virtual fans. In fact, from next week, real life fans will be back at Daly's Place. AEW made the announcement on Thursday that it's going to start selling limited tickets to Dynamite tapings beginning with next Thursday's show. Now, it'll still be held at Daly's Place in Jacksonville. That seems to be the home for the time being. Chances are this will be where it's held for the rest of the year. Limited seating will basically mean 10 to 15% of the venue, which is normally about 5,500 seats. So about 750 fans will be put into the venue. Uh, The August 27th episode will be seen at 10% capacity. And if things go well and there isn't any more spikes, and there isn't any concerns, they'll up it to 15% from there. Tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. Eastern in the States. Now, uh, tickets are going to be physically distanced and sold in clusters of two, three, four, and six all around the venue. You'll be asked to wear masks, and you must distance from those who are not in your group. There'll be temperature checks on site, and if you are showing symptoms or have been in contact with somebody who has COVID, you are asked not to attend. Uh, So this is an interesting development from AEW. I think Vince McMahon was keen to be the first person to get fans back in the venue and but they've gone they've they've invested very heavily going the other way and having virtual fans so AEW are going to let some real fans in so if you ever needed a real feel of a wrestling alternative uh, AEW now containing live humans <laughs> We've teamed up with Audible to give you a free wrestling book on us. Go to cultaholic.com forward slash Audible and check out the wrestling books that we have on offer, including from under the black hat, the amazing story of Jim Ross. His life and times are something to behold. And it's a book read by Jim Ross as well. So you'll have Jim Ross in your ears for several hours via Audible. Sign up to a free 30-day trial. Pick out the book that you like. And even if you cancel Audible, you still get to keep the book as a thank you. Cultaholic.com forward slash Audible. Have a free wrestling book on us. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The return of a WWE Hall of Famer has been scrapped. Paul Ellering was on the two-man Power Trip podcast and revealed he was set to make a return to Monday Night Raw to return as manager for the Authors of Pain. Now, when AOP debuted in NXT, it was under the watch of Paul Ellering, and it was something that really added so much depth to that team. And they really lost something when they lost Paul Ellering. So excited by the prospect of Ellering coming back. However, uh, it looks as if it's been completely scrapped for two reasons. Number one, the COVID-19 pandemic meant that a lot of ideas got put on the shelf all of a sudden. And also, a, um, there was the issue of Razor, who suffered torn biceps back in March. Uh, Razor uh, out of action for quite some time. And as a result, that we haven't seen Authors of Pain as a team for, oh gosh, April, May, June, July, August, nearly six months now. Whether or not we'll end up seeing Authors of Pain back and whether or not that will involve Paul Ellering, time will tell. Some major creative changes to NXT will be very obvious over the forthcoming weeks and months as Joe Belcastro has left WWE. He gave his notice last week, around the same time that Renee Young did. Triple H was asked about uh, Bel Castro's departure uh, during the recent takeover call. He said, as far as writing for NXT goes, we shift around a little bit. I won't necessarily comment on people that aren't necessarily talent for us, but we have a team that works with NXT, which includes Shawn Michaels, Brian James, and myself. So it's a group, and the ideas all go through that. But uh, Joe Bel Castro has been on the quiet. One of those guys has been working quite hard as part of NXT. Uh, he was, in fact, the head writer for the brand, and has had a lot of a, a lot of good stuff from his pen since NXT went to USA in October. Well, we wish him all the very best going forward uh, he's at the writing demon on twitter if you wanted to say hi some great news for nxt with regards to ratings as we know nxt ran unopposed on wednesday night since aew has been moved to saturday night show buzz daily have revealed that nxt drew 853,000 viewers the highest number for nxt in all of 2020 very much up from the 619,000 last week. It does help when you have those weeks where you are unopposed. However, NXT are going to go through a similar thing that AEW are going through. They're getting an episode rescheduled, this time due to the NHL playoffs. Now, the episode uh, for Wednesday, September 2nd, has been moved to uh, September the 1st, a day early at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, as a playoff game is scheduled where they would normally be. Also, playoffs uh, set to conclude around October the 4th, so potentially we could see some other episodes of NXT moving around between now and the beginning of October. 
We had one more match added to NXT TakeOver 30. Conveniently enough, just as we'd recorded our NXT TakeOver predictions at Cultaholic, uh, Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher was added to Saturday's card. I wasn't sure whether this would be added to the show for Saturday or whether this would be something that plays out on TV over the weeks to come, but they're going with it on Saturday. Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. I'm very intrigued by this. I mean, we know how much Finn Balor has enjoyed working with different people and different styles in NXT. Him working with Timothy Thatcher could create a bit of a world of sport freak of nature in the ring. So that goes onto the card, along with the North American Championship ladder match, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano and Velveteen Dream vying for the title. Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher also joins the triple threats to determine the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Legado del Fantasma, Brizongo, and the Britam Brawlers. Only Lorcan and Danny Burch taking part in the pre-show match. We'll also see Io Shirai face Dakota Kai with the Women's Championship on the line. Adam Cole and Pat McAfee have their much-anticipated showdown. And Keith Lee defends, defends the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross. You can watch Adam Pacitti doing live reactions to NXT TakeOver 30 on the Cultaholic YouTube channel this Saturday night. The Forgotten Sons have been all but forgotten, and apparently there were big plans for them as well. Um, there was a lot of heat on one member in particular, Jackson Riker, who tweeted out support for Donald Trump earlier on this year. As a result of uh, Jackson Riker uh, sending out a tweet that probably went against the, the general feel within the locker room, he, they, the Forgotten Sons were taken off TV. Uh, the latest Wrestling Observer Radio suggests uh, that the group were set to win the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, however, after those tweets from Jackson Riker, those plans were very much scrapped. The Forgotten Sons uh, had a, a nice little run with the New Day, who were champs at the time, and it looked as if Forgotten Sons were going to take the belts from them. But now we don't quite know uh, what the fate will be for the Forgotten Sons. Sammy Guevara was the guest on the latest episode of AEW Unrestricted, and he was talking about original plans for Mike Tyson in AEW. He says the original plan was for Mike Tyson to knock me out, which I was all for. I remember people were coming up to me saying, just don't move, you'll be fine. I wasn't scared at all. I thought even if he hits me and I wake up in a hospital, it's going to be a hell of a moment. What a story. Hey, Mike Tyson knocked me out. Who else could say that? I don't know who really wants to say that, but I'm going to get knocked out. What a guy, If I'm going to get knocked out, what a guy to get knocked out by. They ended up changing it. I remember being in the ring, though. There was him and Henry uh, thinking this, and I remember thinking this is wild. We did the double or nothing, and now we're in the ring with Mike Tyson. This is nuts. We nearly saw Sammy Guevara get knocked out by Mike Tyson. A new Japanese wrestling promotion has been announced uh, by Lidette Entertainment, the former owners of pro wrestling Noah. They revealed the formation of a new promotion called Gleet. Now, Gleet is apparently a coined word in which great is combined with L, the acronym for Lidette Entertainment. So that's where Gleet comes from. Uh, it's owned by uh, Kiyoshi Tamura. He will be the executive director of the promotion. He's a former MMA fighter, former wrestler uh, across Japan. Worldwide name, actually. Tamura competed in UWF, Rings, Pride. He's been all over the shop. Uh, he said, my ideal is this, martial arts 
pro wrestling the uwf that's what i want to make i want to leave uwf for future generations i want to keep it as history uh, nasawa rongi also joins as chief strategy officer and kaz hayashi is joining as the chief technical officer alongside ricky chosu who will be quote an observer intrigued to see what gleet is all about it feels like a pro wrestling noah style pro promotion for the 21st century Dave Elter on Wrestling Observer Radio says we may already know the identity of the first member of Retribution. Melzer said Jesse Kamea is a Division One volleyball player. The thing is, with her, she's one of Retribution. Those are the words of Dave Meltzer. We saw Jesse Kamea on NXT this past Wednesday uh, in a competitive match against Dakota Kai. Now, we don't know whether Jesse is somebody who has just been donning the Retribution colors or whether she is a fully-fledged member. We know that they've been swapping them out quite a bit over the last uh, few weeks or so. Uh, but Kamea could be a good choice could be somebody that if this could be something that launches her career she's got a strong standing within wwe i believe there is a lot that she can offer she signed back in 2017 and she's been a part of the house show circuits uh, with nxt for a good long while uh, she started appearing a bit more regularly from april as part of like main event and on nxt but there could be something bigger for her in the pipeline on the Cultaholic YouTube channel this weekend, live reactions to TakeOver 30 and to SummerSlam. Adam Pacitti will be live on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. You'll be able to watch along with Adam uh, the massive weekend of professional wrestling. On the Cultaholic podcast feed, slight change of pace from the busy weekend ahead as it's the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. Myself and Justin Henry watching every single episode of Monday Night Raw from the very beginning and we are deep into the new generation era. Hope you can join us for that on Saturday evening on cultaholic.com right now as well as five must-see post-WWE shoot interviews. Everything that you need to know about plans for AEW to sell tickets and the final card and predictions and all that you need to know regarding NXT TakeOver 30. And check out the website later today for more information on WWE Thunderdome as well. If you don't already, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic at 2 o'clock British Summertime today. It will be the third installment of Love You By Fridays. This is where you and I get to chat via Twitch. It's a call-in radio show where you can chat about wrestling, life, whatever. Lines are open for you, and I hope to see you later on today at twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic. I will speak to you on Monday. Don't forget to join us. I love you, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.